Are you ready to live a better life? Do you want to have fulfilling relationships with your partner, children, boss, colleagues? Do you want to learn how to overcome obstacles and challenges that are an inevitable part of our everyday life interactions? You have tuned in to the right podcast. Doris Horenstein, author of Moments of the Heart, is ready to do just that. Sit back, listen, and enjoy the learning as Doris shares her stories, Jewish wisdom, and a bit of the Hebrew language and makes this world her classroom. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Moments of the Heart podcast. This is Doris Horenstein. Today, we're going to have a special guest, Mimi Ezra, Kalkidan Ezra. In light of what has been going on in our country, I have decided to embark on a series called Heart-to-Heart Conversations. And I welcome you to join in and listen. And I hope it can be an inspiration to you to forge new relationships or to deepen the relationships that you have. Thank you everybody for joining us and enjoy this segment. You look good, as always. Thank you, Rodan. You you look amazing. Yeah, you think so? Amazing. Yes. My brains. <laughs> you look beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. All right, my dear. I think we are live on Facebook right now. And yes, first of all, hello, my dear Mimi. I am so glad you are with me right now on Facebook live on zoom i've been thinking about you over the last week and a lot of my other friends who are african-american and i wanted to do something you know because we can all each and every one of us do something to help the situation and to bring more understanding and my way and it may not be everybody's way but my way is through relationships through building relationships with uh, with people of all colors so of course you came to my mind and because we met you know do you want to tell how we met or do you want me to tell how we met go ahead (laughs) so okay so everybody mimi is my youngest sister that i adopt into my life i was working at the synagogue as the education director and i'm salomon brought you to me and you are this young, gorgeous, beautiful Ethiopian. And I said to myself, oh my God, she is so beautiful. I just wanna bring her to me. And, and since then, really, we have been just dear friends and I love you and I love your kids and I love your husband and what a wonderful family. And we have spent, we have spent many holidays together, many celebrations. You came to my daughter's, wedding in philadelphia you know i i should put some of these pictures on when we post it i should attach some of these pictures because you know this is what like family you know right we talked about family yeah so so that's what i remember when we met what do you remember when we just met what do you remember so when i i just um start coming to the synagogue with solomon and then i just saw you and then you're always the best dressed I was like, oh my gosh, she's so good. She's like on top always. And 
I think we have a conversation and then you invited us to your house always like for holidays and we get to know you more. And then I remember you always um, refer me. So my kids were babies. So you always refer me the best <laughs> babysitters. Um, hey, that's and, right. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. That is so true. Support. And then you always motivate me to be better. I always look up to you. How you raise your kids, you're the best mom, and Bob is the best dad, like family, and then I always inspire how you raise your kids, I always look up to you, and um, and we celebrated, as you said, many, many, like my kids breathe, <laughs> everything. yeah, everything, and it's like you are my sister, always we bonded, like, okay, I have someone I can talk to. Uh, you are there all the way, good, bad, everything. So thank you for all these years of friendship. And oh, thank you. How long ago, how long has it been? How long have you been here? When did you arrive to America from Ethiopia? Oh, it got frozen a little uh, bit. 2007, it's been like, and I have known you like, wow. yeah, 12 years. Wow. Wow, we have known each other for 12 years. It seems like it was just yesterday. I mean, not yesterday, okay, not yesterday, but maybe five years ago, right? Yes. Wow, yes. that's amazing. Okay, yes. okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah, I've seen your both children, you know, when they were babies, when you brought them to synagogue, and I was like, oh my God, these kids are so adorable, beautiful, sweet. Mm. Like, I could eat them up, as I always say to small, adorable children. I was like, I could eat you up. <laughs> and of course, I always add this, like, no salt and no pepper. There's no spices needed. They are so good. <laughs> and that's how I felt about your kids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so tell yeah. me, I know that this past week have been really challenging um, yes. for everybody. But where, where, how are you feeling? How are you feeling with everything that's going on? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it's just, it breaks my heart to see a video of like George Floyd dying and pleading to his, uh, for his life by a police just because he's black. Um, sometimes you wouldn't understand how hurtful it is to lose a, a family because I lost my sister a long time, not a long time ago. Uh, like, um, he's someone's brother, he's someone's son. And um, when, when I see the video, so truly it just hurts like it touched my core because he's he looks one of us he's just and it was not it's it's saddening and more of like it happens so like unfortunately often and these things happening and then I have um like my family is african-american my kids are born here but they are still black and if it was like these things keep happening and it makes you really, really sad. Um, and I spoke with one of um, uh, my family member, he's a teenager, and I was like, what do you think about this? Because he's also African-American. I was like, he said, you know what he said? He's a young, he's 21 years old. And he said, this is not new. Uh, we have been here uh, when other young men was like killed. And then, okay, we go out and then we demonstrate and then it died down. And then the next one come up and then we do this. And uh, 
how are we going to move? So he, he basically is so sad. He's, he's a new generation. He's like, okay, I, I don't think there is going to be change, you know? Um, and um, it's like, I think it's um, more like people are in anger and frustration because when you see, like, for, this is my view. I don't know. But yeah, when, I want to hear your view. I want to hear your view. That's why we're doing it. That's why I'm posting it on Facebook. Um, yeah. I want people to hear that. Yeah. So tell me. Yeah. And when you see this, like the pandemic, and then it's like over and over again, okay, this is, it's killing more of African makers, more of, it's like, that's even hearing that again and again, it's already hurtful. And then when you add something like this, it's like, it's, it's enough is enough. And people are like risking their lives when they go demonstrate, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just, um, but from my view, this time there are more wise, more diversity. It's like um, people coming out asking for justice, you know? Yeah. So uh, I think this time is different. It's not nice when they looting and then destroying stuff. That's totally unacceptable, you know? But the main cause is it's been going on for a long time. Uh, the disparity between the gaps, like we always see the percentage of blacks, how they were like starting from slavery, how it trickled down, how the demographic is working and then uh, and it goes in on and on. And when you see something in justice like this, it could touch a, every human being, let alone as like, what the color is he? It's just inhumane. And uh, I am glad it sparks like, let's talk about race. What is, why is it so sensitive to talk about race? I, it's just, I have my young boys too. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about your, um, tell me about how the effect on your boys have been. And, you know, you have two children from Solomon's first marriage and then two younger kids. Is there a difference between, because they're different in age, you know? Um, yeah. And what kind of conversations are you having with your younger kids? And what do they, you know, what do they say to this? Yeah, I mean, uh, if I uh, can say, like, in general, when I live here, personally, I don't know, because we have our own business. I have like, I, I didn't expose too much to like, to experience um, like racism in this country personally, but I experienced it through my kids. Um, 11 years old boy, he was just um, a couple of years ago, he went to summer camp and some kid uh, called him the N-word and it was like, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't hear about it until he finished and, and came home. And then he was like, why? Why are people hurting other people? Why? He's just a beautiful person. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't, kids wouldn't understand. Like, Nathan and Josh. It they, probably, like, tore your heart. It probably, like, a knife in your heart when your children... I mean, every mother, every mother will be able to relate to this story. You know, that it doesn't matter, you know, what happened when, when something hurts your child, it's, it's not okay. It's not okay, especially when, about what? About the color of his skin. 
not yeah, the character I, of his, uh, you know, not of his character, but the color of his skin. Something yeah. that he can't control. Something he cannot change. God gave him that color. And beautifully so. God make us different. And each one of us is beautiful in our own way. You know, if God wanted to make us all the same, he wouldn't make, you know, our uh, thumbprints different, right? Every human being on this earth, their thumbprints is different. Why? Because we're unique. We're unique. Yeah. And yes. not to understand that is, is, is so hurtful, so hurtful. It's always like every um, new school year, I mean, they have, we have, uh, we're sending them to good schools, they, elementary school, amazing teachers. But every year I worry if, because the new teacher is not going to know who my son is. But I always like, what's different from other races uh, like i worry okay is, are they going to treat him differently i wish they know him to how amazing he is how kind he is how respectful he is because of the stereotype out there okay this is who is this is who is it's already categorized and people uh may not take the time to know that person personally um and that's like every year that's my worry but i shouldn't have to worry you know what i mean it's just people have to have open minds we are all human beings uh and once you know him okay oh he's good he's smart as anybody else he's you know what i mean he's just normal kid he's just not a color i i know I, I, I totally hear you did you ever think coming from ethiopia 13 years ago 12 and a half years ago did you, and you coming from a third world country, did you think that you're going to be facing that in America, you know, empire country? Did, you, did it come to you like, you know, how does that work in your own head? Yeah, I mean, when I came, I was like, okay, it's a free country, it's democracy, you can, you can see whatever you want to say. Uh, and it's nice. But my experience was most of, like, it's very few times I, like, um, experience these things. But I think general, people are nice, generous. In Oregon, I know it's very small <laughs> diversity. But even that, when I meet people, it's like, oh my gosh, she's different. They compliment my hair. I have, like, good experience. I have white friends like you. <laughs> you know, I want to tell you, yes, you are beautiful and you're raised, you just raised a couple of points, you know, that you personally were not in a place where you felt um, that you, a racist remark towards you personally. And one of the things is like Oregon is not a very diversified, you know, th there's no diversity here as much, right? I mean, unless you go to certain pockets, neighborhoods, right? But where you live, where you live, there are not as many African-American. How many students of color are there in your kids' grade in school? Okay, my 11-year-old son, I think he's the only one. <laughs> Most of the time, he's the only one. He's but the he's only not. one. Yep. And Betsy, I, like, I always check on him. He had the best experience, the best uh, teachers. Like Once they know him, they're like, okay, I love my, your kids. And that's what they say. So, um, but you always concerned. Okay, uh, when you mention about my other kids, my step kids, they um, they experience some rough 
stuff. You know, they are like now 21, uh, especially the boy, he like they he pulled on um, police uh, like when he was driving and then they one time um, he they just stopped him and then they put him on the uh, floor and then they drive his car and come back. I was like, <laughs> it was weird, but thankfully he was okay. You know, that's the concern. Am I, so my concern is for my kids, the next generation, uh, when my kids got in trouble, they will make mistakes. You know, they are not perfect, but are they going to be treated differently or like everybody else? No special treatment. You know what I mean? Yeah, not so to be treated negatively because of the color of their skin. That's making you, like, that's my, my sadness is like, wow, just, it just doesn't make sense. Absolutely. But it's a real world. Absolutely. What do you, okay, so what will be your suggestions? You know, because, you know, I am all about relationships. This is from the moment we met, you know, we got connected. Um, so I'm very much in a relationship mindset, you know, what can we do? What would you, would you think, my darling, what would you say we need to do in, you know, so in addition of demonstrations, right, that are being done all over the country, what can each and every one of us do in our own level, in our own lives to combat racism and to, and to bring people together? people of colors with with age with a caucasian what can we do what do you think yeah i think um we are just um because because we're comfortable we live in our own bubbles and i think we should try to have more diverse friends i know that sounds like oh it's too much hard work to have a friend but you will be surprised there are amazing people different kind of cultures and try different cultures try to know other people's culture because when we come here i have to learn from scratch <laughs> what american culture is the language the food the how like the lingo everything so it would be they will be surprised to know other culture um and just love each other you know god make us all together um, differently, but accept the other people's difference, you know, just don't put like everybody, like someone down just because the color of the skin, like that's just not okay. And I think if you work on it, everybody can change, you know? So um, my suggestion is to love each other, I love that. You know, I mean, you, you are speaking my language, girl. You're speaking my language, right? Awareness it is 80% of change, right? So number one, be aware that there is a problem. Okay? Yes. That's already get you to a place where you can try to find solution. Number two, as Mimi, you said it so beautifully, make a friend. Make a friend that is of a different color, okay? Find People, and even if you live in a neighborhood that does not have blacks or you know, African-American, find uh, another person. There are, there are. Like, I just went to a networking event on Zoom, on Zoom just a while ago. By the way, your photo came on. Ah, oh, here you go. Uh, just about, which by the way, gorgeous photo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a month and a half ago, I went, I was on a, on a networking event and there was an African-American woman and I just felt drawn to her. 
And so I just reached out to her after the event, not even connection to, you know, to this situation and what happened. And we've been talking. So of course, oh, because of the last week's event, I reached out to her and I was like, okay, Brie, we got to talk. We got it. <laughs> so she's actually going to be another guest on my Zoom live on Thursday. And yes, I want to encourage this kind of conversation. I want to encourage people to get to know each other. And one of the reasons that I'm doing it, well, because it's the right thing to do, but number two, because I know how it feels to be a stranger sometimes. You know, I came from Israel. I did not know many people. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, like you, my English was not my first language. I was also a foreigner. Yes. And I really appreciated people reaching out to me. Now, in the case of black African-American people who were born in a the country, they don't have the foreigner aspect, but yeah. they still may be foreign to you or to a yeah. person, right? They may still have this feeling like, well, I don't know them. They're not, you know, my people. Well, make them your people, you know? Exactly. Make yep. them your people. You, yes. There's so much to learn culture, songs, you know, just even, even uh, the way, the way they, they carry themselves in, in a spiritual way. I remember yeah. always, I always talked to Bob and I said, you know, when, when they're and in MLK, there is Temple Beth Israel is always doing this Friday night service and they bring uh -huh. the choir and the, the two choirs, the Temple Beth Israel choir and the African American choir, they come together and they do some songs together. Wow. <laughs> Love it. I love it. I think that's such a beautiful gut feeling that we, you know, to experience that it's beautiful. So whatever it is that makes you connect with another yeah. person of color, it's a good because each, each and every one of us has the tool. We all have the tools and the power to make yeah. those connections. Yes. Yes. It's in your heart, you know. It's yeah. in your heart. And that's why I called this session Heart to Heart. Because literally, this is why I call this session. I don't know if we're on live now because somehow it got kicked off, but it doesn't matter because I'll post it later. But, okay. but it's just like this beautiful moment of really listening to the heart and feeling yes. the heart, right? Yes. I feel your heart. Yes. I do. I feel your heart. And I know how your heart is pure and how much you love people and you don't judge them by the color of their skin, right? Nope. And you know, in the Bible, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. I'm a exactly. Jewish educator. I'm a Jewish educator. Like, hello. You know? <laughs> yeah. It means yeah. that. It means, it means that to people. Yes. We need to practice more of that. I think um, the way we live in America is like, if it's not going to uh, like benefit something, oh, if you're not benefiting, okay, I, I have my own circle, I have my own things, but it doesn't have to. It just give you mind, like pleasure, like make you happy, make you relax. So it doesn't, <laughs> just for no reason, it can be nice. Yes, you know, when you invited me to speak to your Ethiopian group of women, yes, way back, you know, a few months ago, I had such a good time. And, yes, and here's what I noticed about the group. They were, yeah. A, they were very much Jewish because they all were wondering that I should eat enough food. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, it's like, and they, so hospitable. They were yeah. so hospitable. 
and it's like the risk come eat this eat this try this oh this is vegetarian you can try this because they knew that i was not going to eat meat and they were they were so kind and then when i talked about my book which was the reason i you invited me it seemed like it it landed on such a ready ears you know they, they were understanding all of my story they were understanding yeah. My life, my story with the book, with my sister having cancer, they could relate to it. So, exactly. so what is relationship? It's like when you share your life and your stories with one another. And yes. people, yeah. people can definitely relate to it regardless of the color of their skin. You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to, you know, you know, changing the world, you know, there is a Jewish song that goes, Israeli song, and it says, you and I will change the world. Do you know that song? Yeah. Do you know that song? <laughs> it goes like this. I'm going to sing it to you. Are you ready? Yeah. It goes like this. Ani ve'ata neshane et ha'olam. Ani ve'ata az yavou kvar kulam. Amru et ze kodem lefanai. Ze lo meshane, lo meshane. Which means you and me will change the world. You and me, and after us, the whole world will come. They said it before us, but it doesn't matter. You and me will change yes. the world. Today. <laughs> Today. Yeah, I should add that word in. I should add that word in. So I'm going to put it. As our song, as our song for this series, Ani ve'ata, you and me will change the world. Yes. You and me will change the world. <laughs> Thank you. Love you. I love you also. You look absolutely gorgeous. You always do. I always love how you do your hair. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. Okay. It's therapeutic, by the way. Seriously. Talking to you is always like, ah! Yes, I know. We love talking to each other. I'm here for you, yeah. my love. Thank you. Happy, happy Monday. Thank you. You too. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Yes. Bye. Bye.